Welcome. This is Orion Rising. I am your host, Leonard O'Neill. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or good morrow, depending on where in the world you are tuning into the show. All right, guys. It's Friday, but today we're not going to do the Law of One. There's reason for that. All right, I'll get into that in just a second. But before I get into that and why we're not doing the Law of One today on this Friday, I want to give some shout-outs. I haven't done this for a while. Those of you around the world that listen to my podcast... I haven't been giving you guys kudos lately, and I had to, and I looked at the stats, and I was looking everything over for this whole week, and I thought, man, I need to give some shout-outs. Some of you people out there don't know that I know you're listening, all right? So as far as countries are concerned, the United States is my biggest audience. Go figure. I live in the United States. It's going to happen, right? going to happen. Okay. So, but coming in second, as far as uh, audiences in the world, Australia, right? You guys are second. The United Kingdom always is either second or third. Right, thank you guys. Canada is usually in there somewhere, but listen to this Colombia. Colombia comes flying into the mix out of nowhere. Right, I have the craziness of seeing Colombia do and do where did they come from? Right, that's all good. So, I wanted to point that out. Australia, you know, of course, there's you know, Germany, you guys are always in the mix. Uh, you know, Philippines, I don't want to like take you guys and say you're not listening enough but these guys came like with gangbuster numbers right inside the united states for instance i have you know michigan welcome michigan i don't know where you guys came from one day a hundred listens one day last week right so i'm gonna give you the rest of the numbers right new york you guys you guys came you guys are you're up and down but you're doing good jersey jersey you guys came out of nowhere thank you you know, and it might be because of all the stuff that's going on, and I was I was putting content out about the the riots and stuff. Maybe that's what got you guys turned on. Florida, not expected. The reason is that you know Florida is famous for retirees. Retirees are not exactly the people who listen to my show. Okay, but you guys are great. California, you guys are always a really good supporter. But I, I got to tell you, this week, this last week, Florida, Michigan, and Jersey—not in that order—Michigan, Florida, Jersey beat you guys out here in california now what did i do wrong with you guys is it because the content of the riots and all of that stuff and because i'm sort of anti-antifa right and you guys out here in california having figured that antifa is a 
uh, it's an organization. I'll have to get into that. I'm going to do a show about that. If you know who the brown shirts were in Nazi Germany, that is Antifa in the United States today. And if you don't, look that up. Uh, I'm going to do a show on that. Uh, but right now I'm focusing on this show and the show for tomorrow, which we're going to get into in a second. Okay. But I wanted you guys to know that I know you're out there and um, that, that I know you guys are listening around the world, you guys. Okay. So, wow, Colombia, where did you guys come from? Welcome. Right? Okay. So that's out of the way. Let me, let me come over here and um, let's see where we are here in the camera. There we are. There's me and Michael Feely, right? Check it out. There he is. Right on, I'm pointing at the monitor instead of the camera. Okay, so this is why we're not doing uh, the Law of One today. We have tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is Watchers Talk's fifth birthday. Five. Five. Fifth birthday. And Ryan Rising's birthday is a week from today. My third birthday. One, two, three. European three. American three? How do they do it over here? I can't do that. My thumb doesn't work right. American three. I like the European three easier. So much easier. One, two, three, four. I don't know why we don't start with one. One. I don't know what the deal is. Anyway, <laughs> those of you who are on the podcast, you didn't see me doing the finger signs just now. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow is the fifth anniversary of Watchers Talk. And Michael and myself, separately, not together like today, will be speaking. Okay. I'm going to be speaking about my book on prepping, which is very relative and relative and, re and relevant to today. In fact, if you had read my book in January, between then and now, you would have been so scared at your house. If you'd read my book anytime before January and COVID-19 hit the planet, you would have been completely prepared and not caught off guard when they said shelter in place and you can't go outside. I did it. I still have food stores that I never even got into. The only thing that I had a little issue with, and this is gold when it comes to the prepping, toilet paper. You guessed it. Toilet paper is gold. That is the biggest commodity that you can have. I, I had a couple of days where we were using paper towel before I could get some more toilet paper. So I underestimated being down for 110 days. Okay. I figured 30, 60, 90, 110. I had to procure some TP, but I got it. So, uh, you know, that just shows you, you never know how long uh, things are going to be undone. But one thing I did do, no, I'm not going to talk about that now. I'll talk about that on the show tomorrow. So if you want to know about how I managed and how you should manage all that stuff, tune in tomorrow. Now, Michael, I'm going to let him talk because he's going to be talking tomorrow as well. Okay. And then we're going to get into our conversation for today. But I'll let you explain what he's going to run down tomorrow uh, at the event. That's going to be a totally free uh, webinar event. That Watchers Talk, at Watchers Talk, I think on Facebook, Watchers Talk. Um, I know I think it's on YouTube, isn't it? Isn't it, Michael? I think it's on YouTube. So you want to look for Watchers yeah. Talk on YouTube. We'll put a link in the description. But when I air this, I'll put a link in the description. Okay, Michael, go ahead and say hello to everybody, and then uh, let them know what we're doing tomorrow, and then let's go on from that, right? Well, thank you. Hello, everyone, uh, wherever you're listening from. Uh, I'm Michael Feely, and yes, I'm doing the talk tomorrow on Watchers Talk fifth, uh, fifth birthday. My talk is called The Real Da Vinci Code, and I talk about lots and lots of different subjects through the ancient world, the universe, the quantum field, quantum mechanics. I speak about what seems to be a lot of different subjects, but really it is just, just the one subject. But for this, for this talk, I just wanted to concentrate primarily on one subject. Now, the, the reason it's called The Real Da Vinci Code is because that is what I've been called by other people and I've been called that because my my passion 
really is looking at the true meanings of religions and and this 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 control system that that has the world in in different in different guises. So it's the world of Vinci Calder. I'm going to go a lot into secret treasures at uh, Roswell. Sorry, not Roswell, but Roslyn Chapel in Scotland. And there's, there's, there's things that I found about Roslyn Chapel in Scotland that relates to the Knights Templars, that relates to other different things. And I think I found a location of where they found the secret scrolls that they bought from Jerusalem. And I think I've actually found the location at Roslyn Chapel of where they hid them. Now, nice. the, the, reason they, the, the reason they hid them is because it really is in... It, it really goes against the teachings of the church and it goes against the teachings of the Catholic Church and the Vatican in particular. Well, so, and it would, absolutely, because uh, what you guys don't know, and I'm sure Michael does because uh, we talked about this before, is that when uh, the reason that everything ended up over there in the south of France is because that's where basically the followers of Jesus ended up and Mary Magdalene, and they were teaching the true teachings, and they said that the church that was over there in Rome was wrong and run by evil men, and the church came over and murdered two million people to get the secrets, Right. So that's so this so I know that and Michael knows that but you guys probably out there don't don't know that but that's true right It's interesting and it, I, I take you from Roslyn I take you to the likes of a uh, Chateau Ron you know which was big in the Da Vinci Card movie right. as was Roslyn Chapel and there's a comparison between the two I go into who these characters are I go into Mary, Mag Mary Magdalene quite a bit and it, it sort of covers where religion came from uh, why people believe what they believe, what is actually the true meaning of, of some of the scriptures. I mean, I can't, even though it's a you know several hours talk, I, I can't go into the greatest depths, even even with that length of time. So right. it's really, what where does religion come from? Why do people believe what they believe? What did the Templars find in Jerusalem, in Herod's temple? What did they bring back with them? Where did they put it? Because, as I say, I think I found where they hid that based on research, which I'll go into tomorrow. So if you re if you did like the Da Vinci Card movie or the Da Vinci Card book, then this is really the non-fiction version of that. So I, I wanted to sort of concentrate on that because that really is my passion. Uh, other than ancient Egypt, probably religion and coded secrets, metaphorical secrets and, and, and codes and symbols are really my thing. So there's, there's no better place really than, than within religion, within Egypt and places like that to, to look at symbology. So that that is really what I'm going to be concentrating on tomorrow. And as I say, it is it is a long talk. It's an in-depth talk. Uh, what's encouraging is, because it's being recorded, if people don't get it the first time, then they can they can go back and, and watch it again because I think, I think they will need to, in all fairness, because it's... Uh, it's a deep talk, and it does take you to the very, very, very foundations of these belief systems. And it's not just Christianity. I talk briefly about other religions as well, which is really the same, the same origin. But I do concentrate mainly on a Da Vinci style uh, talk. So I, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. As I say, it's my passion, and I really hope that the, the audience enjoy it as much as I enjoyed writing it and, and putting it all together specifically for the event tomorrow. Right, that's it's gonna be a good show. They got a really good, we got a really good lineup. I said they, not we. They got a really good lineup. Um, us two, of course. <laughs> right. 
Uh, but you know, they have they have the the strong Stephen and Evan Strong uh, from Australia, Neil Gore from uh, Portal to Ascension, um, mm-hmm. who I'm hoping to get for next week for the third anniversary. I haven't I talked to him. He said he's checking his schedule. Um, I'll run down that who I have lined up for that. Michael, of course, uh, we're going to start off with him. Uh, uh, next week because uh, we'll be in the same time slot. Well, he, you guys don't know that. We're recording at noon uh, America time, and this, you guys will see this at 4, to five, four or four or 5 o'clock tonight. Depends on what time I get it up. So we'll be doing the same thing, and I'm going to start the show then at noon, and we'll probably run, I don't know how long. You don't have to tune in for the whole show, but you can always tune back in because I'll be recording it and putting it on uh, the YouTube page just like the show tomorrow. You can handpick what you want to watch if you know if you can't watch the whole entire uh, episode tomorrow because it's going to be a good lineup. I'm trying to think of everybody else who's who's talking. There's a lot of people. You guys are going to have to go to. I'll put a link in the description uh, that shows the lineup. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. I should have brought it up on another monitor, but I was running a little bit late getting started here. So you guys are going to have to check that out. It's going to be really fun tomorrow. And Omar does that big. He always does things you know 10, 12 hours long. I <laughs> think he's got it scheduled to run 12 hours. And who knows what. But then next week, I have it scheduled to run 10 already, right? So (laughs) it's going to be a long day as well. But you know what? It's a party, man. And we should do that. I also wanted to throw into the mix that Ancient Aliens Worldwide, the the group, which I created on Facebook, which is the largest alien USA, or at least in America, uh, uh, alien hunting group. I think there's one in the UK that's bigger, and that's the only group. And that's not even on Facebook, I don't think. It might be. So I think the UK, I think you guys are the only ones over there that have a, an alien hunting, UFO hunting group that's larger than mine on the planet. Okay, so uh, Ancient Aliens Worldwide, uh, on their anniversary, I created that group on September 26th, 2012. So on September 26th this year, we're going to be doing up a pretty good event that we're putting together. A little bit, that was the hint that you guys are getting right now that no one else is going to get probably between then and now, mm, right? Because it's kind of secret. Okay, so a lot of good things coming up because there's a lot of birthdays between now and, and the end of the year, which is odd. You know, just like the Law of One, October 17th will be the two-year anniversary of me doing that. And I'm on uh, session 87 now, I think, or 88. That's crazy. Out of 106, we're getting there, right? Getting there, that's craziness. Okay, so... Let's talk about today, my friend, right? How are we doing on this beautiful Friday? We're doing very well. Uh, pretty much the same. Uh, various bits of confusion. Uh, right. People seeking truth. People making their own individual personal stance against tyranny. Right. Uh, but, 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 it, but in their own sort of sovereign, no, I'm not going to do that which is really encouraging. Lots and people growing their own vegetation, uh, starting to become self-sufficient because they, they realize that if they put all their eggs into the basket of the state, when the state takes back their basket and your eggs with it, then you are left with nothing. Yep. So people are beginning to now, as a, as a consequence of what has been happening recently, they're beginning to take note and start to plan ahead for the future and what so it's prepare <laughs> right that reminds that reminds me of something it reminds oh, yes. me of something oh yeah <laughs> right yes. no yes. And i agree here in america we used to do that you know, all the way till the 70s we my mom and dad had a garden in the back and, and grew food we had rabbits in cages that we ate 
right? I mean, we that was what we did. We didn't have chickens, but we had rabbits. Rabbits good. They taste like chicken, only better. And we did that. Then, then everything was prosperous under Reagan, which was the plan to get everybody off of growing their own food and centralize everything to, like you said, all eggs in the government's basket. And everybody in this country has bought into it. And, and now, all of a sudden, the rug was pulled out from under everyone, and it was it's kind of scary, right? Yeah. It is everyone's reliant upon the state. Well, not everyone, but but the majority of people now are reliant upon the state to provide their needs. Yep. You know, when when the when when you when you know you know the final the final plan for for, for the world, right. and you start to realise that 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 connection between you and the state and your needs is a very very flimsy, fragile piece, yep. and at any stage, like we've seen in, in, in the last month or so, when the state turn around and decide, for whatever reason, that they, they no longer wish to provide for various people, then there is a consequence to that because people are not prepared. Right. As a, as a result, now people are becoming a lot more prepared, even though that's still, to a large extent, growing vegetation in the gardens and whatever is still, to a certain extent, controllable still. Mm-hmm. Because the government can turn around and stop you from getting seeds and, and, and different things. Right. But it's still a step in the right direction in terms of preparing for what. Yep. I mean, this this current COVID-19 now, they can use this time and time and time and time oh, again. Oh, they're going to. They're, and they're, they're and, just and talking they're about to, it now. Uh, you know, we're just waiting. Yeah. They can't wait for a second wave here in America. You know, every little oh, thing yeah. that happens, they go, oh, it's ramping up. It's ramping up. They want everybody, yeah. you know. Now, uh, oh, I just found out last night, the governor here in the state of California, Gavin Nuisance, I call him. His last name is Gavin Newsom, but I call him Gavin Nuisance. He um, d- now has said that everybody is mandated to wear masks whenever they go outside. And I'm like, well, is the state going to provide them for me? Because I'm not paying those prices. I refuse to do it. If you're going to start fining me for it, I'm going to sue the state. I refuse. I didn't wear a mask before, and I'm not going to wear a mask now. My whole family's that way. We're type A. My whole family is defiant. My brother's the only one. He works for the government. He works for FedEx. So he has to wear a mask when he's at work. He does it to comply. He gets paid a lot of money. <laughs> so he's okay with it. When he gets off work, guess where that mask goes? In the seat next to him. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, but and, yeah, and it's kind of scary. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, no. And then that's what I'm saying about people making their own personal stance. Because when, when our government now are saying that these things are mandatory and police are finding people when you actually look into it it's not actually mandatory it is right. government advice government advice only right so when when our when our health secretary has come out and said face masks are mandatory in public transport when social distances uh, social distancing is mandatory i've looked at the legislation and again i've looked at it today it doesn't feature actually in legislation it's government advice so every time someone has been fined for it's illegal, right? To social distance, when people have been fined for not wearing face masks, the police have acted acted unlawfully, and all the fines that have been issued, hopefully people will appeal against them, because it's actually advice rather than law, so they're actually acting illegally. So first of all, they're, they're doing what we call in this country a breach of process, mm-hmm. which is really using the judicial system for means other than what it's there for. They're breaching the the magna carta 
Now, for, for people who don't know what the, the Magna Carta is, in the year 1215, King John signed, or at least put his seal, even though it stated that it was under duress, but nevertheless he put his seal on what is known as the Greater Charter, the Magna Carta. That, that in this country, in, the, in, in England, in the UK, is the closest thing that we have to the American Constitution. Now, what the Magna Carta gives us is certain rights as citizens and individuals. Now, what the police are doing in this country, what the government are doing in this country, is breaching the Magna Carta. When you breach the Magna Carta, you are committing treason. That is what law enforcement and government are currently doing in, the sh in my country. Well, so, so they're doing the same thing here. And, and for yeah. us, we have the Constitution, which is basically our version of the Magna Carta. And we have, that's, that, it says in there the same thing, that it is not. They don't have the power. It's not a law. When they say, even if they sign a, a decree, right, that's not a law. That's not signed into law. No one voted on it. Nothing gets turned into law without the American people voting on it. So when someone says, I've made an executive decision, the president of the United States can do that. And even that can be contested by the people, but only the president. Governors try to say they have the same powers over their uh, constituents in a state that they can put down an edict the same way and make it law. Okay, the governor over here tried that, and he says, well, it's not a suggestion, it's a law. I said, then you have to give me pay to pay for it. You cannot force someone to have to pay for something. That's why they, they try to do that with the, the, uh, um, the, the so-called free medical that was the Obamacare. Okay, the, the it was supposed to be free. It's not free. You had to pay for it. And then you have got to find if you didn't pay for it. Well, that's thrown out now. Okay, that's gone. We got rid of it. Okay, because that, that's illegal. You can't do that. Barack Obama loved to do that. He decided, which I'm sure he got paid fat for, all of a sudden he decided all television stations are, uh, are going to be broadcasting in high definition only and everyone has to get rid of their television and upgrade to a new television or buy a box that is going to be high definition, period. Wrote it into law. No one voted on it. He just did it. I wonder how many hundreds of millions he got for that, right? Mm -hmm. From from the news agencies and the, and the television uh, broadcasting systems. So the same thing goes here that they're trying to do that and mandate, tell us, we it's illegal. I walked into stores and they would say, it's illegal for you to come into this store without a mask on. And I would, I'd walk in and I'd go to the first cashier and I'd say, you got to sign out front. It says that it's illegal for me not to have a mask on and I don't have one on. Can you tell me what law is that I'm violating? Could you give me the code number that I can look that up that shows that it's a law? Um, I don't know. I'll have to check with the manager. Why don't you go do that? Manager comes out and I said, are you going to call the police on me for being in your store without a mask on? Do you want to go down that road? Because I'll have you on the news by 7 o'clock tonight. Hmm. Right? So what's the law? Well, it's not really a law. Then don't write on the sign that it's a law. That's a lie. That's it. That's against the law. You're breaking the law. We got that from our corporate headquarters, sir. They're breaking the law, and so is the governor. Mm. So there was people like myself, like you were talking about, that are, are going against that and standing up for our rights and saying that's not true. You have to, if you make that a law, you have to, you have, to have it voted on from us because that means we're all going to have to pay money to get those masks. Mm. Right? What else are you going to make me pay for? You already make me pay bridge toll. You already make me pay taxes. You already make me pay uh, insurance on a vehicle. You already make me pay to, to drive. I have a license to drive because it's not a it's not a privilege, right? It's it's something or it's a privilege, not a freedom, right? And they want you to believe that gun rights is a, is a, not a freedom. You don't have the right to defend your own family with lethal force. What? 
You don't have the right to defend your life with lethal lethal force. See, I'm 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 an anarchist. <laughs> I'm that guy that says, yeah, "Get out and, of my life." We can and manage so ourselves. And you know, I was, I was speaking to to my wife today, and we both agree that I do what I want in my life. That the government does not tell me what I'm going to do. Right. And I'm I'm sensible, and I'm respectful, and where I go around my own business, I go around my own life. Now, there's some high very high level court cases coming coming to, to the UK very, very soon. Mm-hmm. And we have we have the likes of uh, Michael Mansfield QC, who is really one of the top Queen's councillors in, in this country. Mm-hmm. Now he's taken on a case against the government for breach of human rights. Now when when somebody now I have to say from personal experience in law enforcement, if you are up against this particular Queen's councillor, you're in for a rough ride. <laughs> because right? He's good, right. and he's now ta- now he's he's, he's taking that they're sort of getting that together now. Are you still there? To yeah, you. can you hear me? My, oh, my all yeah, of a sudden, okay. for some reason, my camera cut out, and it says we're setting up oh. we're setting up your device. <laughs> no. I'm not sure what's no, going no. on here, so I'm going to do that. And we'll just so just keep talking for right now. Yeah, I don't no know problem. why that all of a sudden my camera just cut out, so I don't know what's going on there. Thank you. Yeah. I just wanted to make sure there was somebody there, but yeah. So he, he's now. They're sort of getting that together and he's getting his legal team together and that that's coming shortly. There's other court cases going on as well in relation to, to other things. So people are starting to, to, to make this stand. Now, we, we have the government at the moment who have now brought in 90, laws that have not been scrutinised by members of parliament. So therefore, that proves that there's no such thing as democracy. We, we actually live under a dictatorship. So there's, right. there's lots and lots of things coming in at the moment that are making a stand against this. Now, when, when somebody turns around to me and says, you must wear a face mask, it's mandatory, no. When somebody says to me, you must have a vaccination, no. There's no way that I, I am having a vaccination. I am not having this tap and trace. I don't know if you have that in America yet where people are downloading apps so they can be traced by the government and, and telephone companies in, in regards to social distancing. Why right. anybody would want to download that and, and be monitored is, is beyond me. It's, it's beyond intelligence. But yet people are agreeing to do it. And for me, it's no. Regardless if they make it law, regardless of whatever they wish to do, it's a no. Now, my stance is I've looked into these things. I am not going to do them. I, I, I choose what I'm going to do in my life, not the government. Right. Uh, and, that, and that really is, is my stance. And the more and more people that start to hold these officials to account and start making this stance, these are officials who are dictating to us, who are breaching their own rules and their own advice. Now, if they're doing it, why should I comply? Right. Right, agreed. Sorry, I'm trying to get that stupid camera to come back on. Yeah, that's no problem. It's a nice, it's a, yeah, I don't know what happened. Nice something, something moved slightly, and the and the camera decided to shut off. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a nice still shot of you, which is really good. <laughs> oh, I, see, I I closed out the the screen on my end, so you just have me frozen. Then that's all right. I'm I'm still trying to work on it here. Yeah, I don't know what happened yeah, there, guys. Uh, I apologize for that. Uh, it just said it. Just, I heard a tone and thought it was something incoming, and it said your camera's ready to set up. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have my cameras already plugged in let me try unplugging it and plugging it back in um and see if i get it to turn back on okay hold on one second so at least no, we're, no, at least no, we're not no, doing no. this live right no, <laughs> either no, way they're still no, going to no, see no. it this way though 
normally when that happens to me, the photograph it looks looks like a twisted gargoyle. So it's it's actually quite nice to see something something proper. But... but now all 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 I'd say to people is before you say yes, get some facts together. I've I've just sent off a, a freedom of information application to Ofcom, which are basically the the company that are erecting all of these 5G masts everywhere uh, and I've, I've specifically asked them under that freedom of information application for the scientific data independent or otherwise as to the safety of this electromagnetic sort of impulse that, that's changing so uh, I'm just waiting that that could be a couple of weeks before I get that back uh, so I'm, I'm basically writing to, to various people to, to gather evidence as to, to where we are with it and right. I know for a, I know for the fact that they can't prove or they can't send me any scientific data because there's been no tests. So it's it's really just 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 getting things in black and white really as as to as to where we are. So it's just it's sort of again it's just that individual stance that that you have to do. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> sometimes we have to, and a lot of people don't like to, <clears throat> you know, rock the boat. <clears throat> Pardon me, I got phlegm now too. A lot of people don't like to rock the boat, but the truth is sometimes you have to stand up for yourself because if you don't, you know, they're going to run you over. Look what they're trying to do now, right? They're trying to do that stuff. They're trying to to just, well, they're trying to do some craziness that I don't know that we want to get into here because some people might not be ready for that, right? Um, but they are getting just a little crazy with and overstepping the things I think, well, the truth is they've been doing that anyway. Just most people hasn't really been paying attention, I think. Um, I think that's what the deal is. It looks like my camera for some reason, buddy, we might have to go with mine off the rest of the way here until I can get off air and figure out why the camera decided to shut down. No, that's okay. No, I know people don't like to rock the boat, and it's always been in my my blood to, to comply and not, and not do that. But when you start coming into this field, when you start doing research, when you start having all of the experiences and it changes you as a person, then then you, you, you basically become a silent warrior uh, until the time comes to, to voice your opinion. And and the time now has come for me to voice my opinion. And people need to, to realise that they're sovereign beings and who are members of parliament or member of congress or member of government who you probably haven't voted for, who are they? to tell you what to do in your life. If you are not arming people or disrupting people, other people's lives or stealing from them or hurting them, what problem is there? You know, th th this, this state just has a, has a fascination with trying to control everybody's life or every aspect of somebody's life. And you just have to make a stand and say, no, enough is enough. And you've crossed that line. And when you've crossed that line, it's, it's, it's time for people to to question and say no, and at least say no until they've looked into these things themselves. Right. Well, see, in my family, unfortunately, even though most of the family has been military most of our lives, we still have that defiant streak of we're going to be in the military and defend king and country, but we're not going to just kill anyone that they say to kill or, you know what I mean? So we've always stood up for what's right instead of just listening and, and taking orders. And, you know, being in the Roman Catholic Church, being knighted by the Roman Catholic Church, 
the way of life that you're leading then becomes literally a, a holy monk, a holy knight. So for us, supposedly, because it didn't always work out that way, and that's why I left the church, um, you're supposed to be safeguarding the helpless. You're supposed to be defending those who are defenseless <clears throat> uh, in before the church, before the state. So there was a there is a rift, current rift in the United States with the Knights of Columbus because half of them believe that they believe in being a knight and it's a way of life. And that means that if the church does something wrong, it is our duty that we have that we have sworn an oath to protect the people first and the other half want to protect the church. So I left the church because of that and I left the Knights. I resigned my commission. I resigned my office. And I left, but I still live that life because I always have prior to and, you know, up until now, my entire life has always been that way. I, you know, even as a child, don't ask me why, it's maybe it's a romantic thing. I have always seen myself as some sort of knight on a crusade to help people. And that's what I do. I mean, think about it. That's like what you do, whether you want to, whether you want to count yourself as a knight, you do knightly work. You always have. You were a police officer protecting the civilian population. Right. And now you've gone above that and you still do it. So in a sense, you're a knight as well, because you're protecting and and showing what's truth and justice instead of allowing evil people just to feed people crap. Right. True. And, and like you, when 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 you're inside these discipline services, then you are expected to obey orders and do what you are told to do. Now, I was different to that, because if I didn't agree with it, then regardless of the orders, I didn't do it. Now, that there are there are consequences for the individual for taking that stance, but I still took that stance, and they didn't know how to deal with me. They didn't know what to do, because there's there somebody here saying, no, I'm not going to do that. I don't agree with doing that. Explain to me the rationale for doing that. And they, and they really didn't know how to how to handle that. Uh, but, I mean, technically, they, they could have disciplined me within the service and then there could have been consequences for not following policy. But right. if, I, if I felt it was wrong, then I didn't do it. So when when you turn around and, and, and people just say, I was just following orders, no, that, that's that's not acceptable because you, do, you have to think. You have to think about what these orders are. Right. And, you know, if... if if I get a gun now and, and, and go and shoot someone in the street and kill them, that is murder. If I join the military and put a uniform on and go and do it in a foreign land, that's war. What's the difference? You know, the, 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 the difference is some men in suits from Yale University who are never going to see the front line have deemed that you can do this. Well, I'm sorry, following orders is, is, is not acceptable because you have to think and you have to stand up and say, if it's wrong, it's wrong. Right. Agreed. Yeah, it looks, that, like, and looks like the camera's going to stay that's off. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> and, and, and that's pretty much what I did. Uh, and as I say, I got so disillusioned with it. And it, it wasn't just the disillusionment. It was, it was all the other things, the external things that were going on as well. And my own life with, with different paranormal events and, and whatever that just turned my life around. But I was certainly getting very, very disillusioned with the falsifying of, of statistics now that, and all of these things that were going on that I personally witnessed that I disagreed with. And because my energy was no longer compatible with that, my, my personality 
was no longer compatible with that. And like you, when he started to distance himself from me with, with, with the ethos for why I joined such a service, that started to become more and more distant. And when he became more and more distant, then I had no choice but to just, just to leave. Uh, and, and that was invariably what happened. And are you back? Yeah, you got the camera back. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I've been, yeah. he's been <laughs> you've been feeling really good. I've been trying to listen and talk to you at the same time, focus on getting the camera on. <laughs> but no, I agree with you. Uh, I agree with you because you, you know you get to it. We talked about this on a different show, uh, you know, last time, where you know you were, like, you mentioned it just a second ago about them falsifying the the numbers, uh, and you know you just you got to the point where you were like, wow, I can't I can't live with this. The same thing has been going on with this COVID-19 you and I talked about this last time we talked uh, that they were just falsifying all the numbers and you know we outed them for that and then they got caught and they got caught across the world not just you and me talking about it but it went international right mm-hmm. yeah and so the people now are in that in that position I think that you and I were in uh, in our careers prior to what we do now is that we you know we found we came to that point the world at that point you have to either choose to believe that we caught them and they really did lie or that that's the lie and that they didn't do that and go back to sleep right people have a choice i think now we've come to a a pinnacle crossroads where people's lives have now been changed some to a greater degree than others some people have completely lost their livelihoods some people have not been able to cope with house arrest uh, and they've committed suicide. Some some people are basically not employed anymore. Some some people are really really suffering, and some people are just enjoying it and just enjoying the peace and quiet and being at home and being with family. And I'm one of those who are enjoying it and, and seeing the positives. Now right. for for me, for me when when you're looking again in, into the depths of, of of how things work and and the depths of of universal things and, and how the universe works and how we are dualistic and how the, the the place that we need to be is the center ground the middle ground because that is neutral that is non-duality if we are getting dragged into the politics or we are getting dragged into the the, the other polarity mm-hmm. then we are not in in neutral we are not in non-duality we need to be in a place of non-duality and just just monitor what's going on, but not get drawn into it, because, as as you said at the at the, the the put end of the show, when they can provoke you into violence, when they can provoke you into anarchy, when they can provoke you into smashing shot windows, when they can provoke you into these things, they have the remedy for that action. Right. What they ca- what they cannot cope with, what they have no antidote for is peaceful non-compliance absolutely you know and i I tell people that all the time because if you look in history every time there was a peaceful i mean even if you want to call it a peaceful revolution it was done peacefully if you look if you look at like even you know if you look at the jesus character you look at a muhammad character those people pulled that off you look at uh people like uh stephen biko but you most of you don't know who he is in south in south uh, africa uh, everybody knows who who his predecessor was, but Stephen Biko was the guy who was in charge until he allegedly hung himself in his cell, right? 
and then Nelson Mandela took over. Nelson Mandela was not the guy who was going to be the first president. Stephen Biko was. But most Americans, most people around the world never heard that guy's name because he died before anyone heard about what was going on. And then they heard about Nelson Mandela and his plight being in prison, in jail. But the, the peaceful, you know, Mahatma Gandhi, the peaceful um, way of protesting is peace. <clears throat> the way to success is peace. Look at Martin Luther King here in America. He would have never approved of what's going on right now in the United States with the violence or anywhere else in the world, for that matter, where there's violence. He would have never approved that. Malcolm X would have. Malcolm X was he was the, a brown shirt. Malcolm X was the beginning of them wanting, like Michael just said, they want you in that arena of violence because they have the remedy for that. That's what they they know what they can do. They can come in and stamp you out like stormtroopers, right? Like Nazi stormtroopers. Mm, absolutely. <clears throat> that's why they have. That's why they have agent provocateurs who are often police officers or military that that are stirring this up on the ground and and committing criminal damage and and, and different things. So it's, it's peaceful non non compliance really. And if you look at how the South Koreans, uh, for for argument's sake, how they what they do is they they peacefully protest in such great numbers that they bring the city to a close. Right. And they sit there, they, they take tents, they take food, and they take provisions to be there for weeks, and they shut the country down. But right. they just sit there. They just sit there en masse. And the government cannot deal with that. They, they just don't know how to deal with that. Right, because and you can't just kill them. Because then you're going to look no. bad, and the rest of the world's going to turn again. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, you, so you need to provoke them, but they're not there to be provoked. Now, Gandhi said, you know, an eye for an eye makes the whole world blind, and of course he does. And and Einstein says you can't solve a problem in the same level of consciousness that created it. Right. You need to, to you need to step above what they're doing because they they have no they have no remedy for that. So I, I, I never encourage you know people. Who are out there writing and, and, and being violent and, and hurting people and, and smashing property? Yeah, I, I don't know. Really, do you, not, you really do not are, condone that. No, no, we, you, yeah. you are really mindlessly walking into hate trap. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that the people who are doing this don't have the, 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 the foresight or, or anything or, or any kind of sight to realize that they're walking straight into the trap that's been set for them. Well, you know, that, there's a um, very wise man here in, in, in the United States. Give me a second, I have phlegm again. <laughs> I apologize, that leads back to, this is why I try not to talk as much during my shows, because uh, I have damage that I had done to my vocal cords. I had a cyst on my vocal cords some eight years ago, and um, I thought I was going to lose my voice altogether. And I talked like this. This is all I could muster for two years, right? That's all I had. And then uh, they were worried they couldn't go in and do surgery because they might break the vocal cords. Something happened somewhere along the line with me going through rehab and trying to go up and down through the scale. Uh, and the vocal cords that were pinched together popped loose but didn't break. And now I have this beautiful voice. <laughs> so, unfortunately, because of that, I still, my body still puts phlegm in my larynx because of it. Right? Mm. So, uh, I apologize for that, people. But, no, uh, uh, to your point, you know, to the point that um, what, what they're doing is, um, oh, I'm sorry. I started with, the, there's a very wise person here, a man here in the United States who was a part of, the movement in the 60s, the civil rights movement, and he's, you know, he's got to be in the 70s now or 80s, and um, his, his name is, his last name is Steele, his first name is Ashley, Ashley Steele, 
Uh, you can look him up on, you can Google him on YouTube, and I would suggest that everyone do just that. He said just the other day, I was watching him speak, and he said uh, the reason that the African-American race was chosen in this country to do what they're doing is because of 400 years of oppression and slavery that the people of that are African-American, especially in the United States, are not socially as advanced as the rest of the people. So because of that, they're not developed. They're, they have been kept down for so long that they are not as developed as, as, as a whole psyche as the rest of the races in America. So they're easier, easier led astray than anyone else. Because they're not as developed, they're, they're, you know, they're about 300 or 250 years behind everyone else here. So the mob rules works easier for them. It's easier to get them in an uproar than anyone else. So they bring in Antifa, who are a highly trained military organization paid for by the Hillary Clinton Foundation, the Barack Obama Foundation, uh, George Soros, uh, Mike Bloomberg, and um, uh, what's that guy out here? Uh, Tom Stiers out here in California. They're all really high officials, you know who some of them are already by their names, and they're, and they're progressive Democrats who are openly socialistic. Okay, so they, they have paid someone, probably the Irish Republican Army, because they train the best organizations on the planet for the English government and the American government. They get paid to train every, they have been, for the last 40 years, 50 years, they've trained every terrorist organization you've ever heard of. Okay, so they probably paid the IRA to train these people to do what they're doing because they're moving and acting just like that. How I know that is, I was in the IRA, and part of what I was uh, designed to do was pandemonium and mayhem. Only I was not a field operative. I was the guy who worked. I was the guy that understood that the computer was the way things were going to go in the Internet, and I brought that portion to the IRA and said, we need this. And they said, do it. Okay. And I can say that now because I can't get in trouble for it because now I'm actually officially in the military of the Irish Republic. <laughs> okay. I didn't run into this name. This name is an alias. It's not the name I was born with. Okay. It was two other names that I ran that I was during that time period between 1987 and 1997. Okay. And the, the, everything they're doing is exactly that. And, and the Irish didn't invent that. That was invented by... I think it was the guy who wrote The Art of War way back in 5,000 years ago in China. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure they invented that. So everything they're doing, just like Michael said, it's either law enforcement, like he said, and sometimes both. And I showed that on a video where it was actually both. Now, because it was literally uh, um, officers with uniforms on. And they, were, they had a pickup and they were taking bricks and stacking them for the rioters. And they got caught because some people in, a, in an apartment up behind the alley looked out the window and with their camera and said, what are they doing? They had no idea they were being filmed. They thought they were completely out of the eye of, of the, any other human. They weren't. And then you see the ones that are in the crowds. And if you look, people like me know what to look for. And I'm sure Michael would too because he was law enforcement and he went through the training. That's why he knows who Antifa is as well. They're wearing what looks like on the, on the outside just some black clothing and a black mask. But when you look closer at these people, you can identify them and single them out in the crowd because each one has a little black military hat on. 
No one else in the crowd wears that. They wear all the people that are just normal. I'm just out here to be protesting. They got a baseball cap on crooked or they got a beanie on or they have Rastafarian hair. These guys all have a little teeny military black cap and they wear military fatigues and combat boots. But they look normally when you look at them, the way that the combat uh, fatigues are designed. In fact, I just had up on my screen from Facebook, um, the designer designs them to look like the jeans all the guys wear down below their butt. So they're designed to look like regular blue jeans, but they're in fact combat gear. Okay, and they wear that. You can see them if you watch the video uh, over in Atlanta when the person burned down the Wendy's where the where the parking lot where the where that guy was shot by the police. She it's a white woman, first of all, not a black one. It's a white woman and she's wearing all black and has on that little military cap and she has all the uniform of Antifa on and she has some sort of accelerant that she can actually spray and it's not like she went out and got uh you know like lighter fluid and she's spraying that this was not this was a flamethrower handheld okay and she started the fire went inside and was burning the place and it got so hot she pulled her mask down so she could breathe and we caught her on camera so eventually they're going to arrest her but that she's military she's Antifa Okay, the, the brown shirts in Nazi Germany were designed to do the same thing, pandemonium and mayhem. They went around and burned things, burned cars, burned buildings, started riots, started uh, looting, and then the masses would follow them, and then they would disappear into the crowd, and they would go to another place. That's what Antifa is doing now. That's standard. The Irish did it in the Easter Uprising of 1912 and prior to that. Okay, and then they did it after that. They antagonized the English for another 60 years by doing just that. Okay, and they would disappear into the crowd and no one knew who they were. This, that's why it works. Okay, and that's what's being done now. So they gaslight the crowd, like Michael just said, and then we'll let him talk again because I don't want to keep talking or I'll start with phlegm again. <laughs> and, and then, just like he said, they disappear into the crowd, but they're military. They're not, they're not military like formal military, but they're a paramilitary organization. Some could be ex-military personnel, police department. Some are embedded in the police department. Some are ex-police officers. And that's what they do. They're a highly trained and organized military unit, right? They are. And when you look at, if you want to know what's going on today, look, look into the past and see how things have happened in the past because they're happening now. Yep. Yes, yes, they are. They are trained military and... It's it's not it's not unusual for the, the the military to be aside law enforcement and to train with them and to, to and to sort of train for various scenarios. You know, I, I know for a fact that the the police in London have a close connection to special forces because special forces are always preparing for terrorist attacks on on underground tube trains and and different things. So there is a uh, there is a close connection between certain departments and certain military departments you know when you start looking into the likes of Antifa and you look at this this sensation that we know at the moment of Greta Thunberg who has been seen with George Soros wearing an Antifa t-shirt so when when these these it, it's staged it's staged state sponsored opposition to something because it suits them now right. when when you start looking at you know why would law enforcement you, you see it in this we've seen pictures recently in mainstream news a British police officer just wearing out a civilian coat over their uniform, s slashing tyres, smashing cars, smashing right. windows. Now, the first thing that should happen is they should be arrested because they're committing 
criminal offences. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. Uh, wh- why, why are they doing that? Because it is state-sponsored. There is a reason. Well, why, do, why, why, do, why are certain protests allowed and other protests are banned? Right. Because the ones that are allowed are the ones that are state-sponsored, that the state wants to forward a particular agenda by allowing to happen. The ones that are not going to forward that agenda, all of a sudden, you can't because of social distancing or group gatherings or some kind of excuse mm-hmm. to prevent it from happening. Well, and you can tell the difference, and I've said this before, and I'm sure you'll agree. And I've always said this to everyone when they say, what do you mean it was state-sponsored? You know, the state sponsored? And I'll say this to you. How do you think they got the money? Where do you think they got the money to bus everybody in, feed everyone, give everyone the same T-shirts that were all brand new made? Give everyone that were signs that were professionally made, not drawn up with a, on a on a paper with a pen in their hand, professionally run off machine protest signs. Who do you think is paying for all the megaphones that they have? How do you, how is it that the people have a, a group of people around them, producers, and they they have an agenda and they know where to go? We're going to start here. We're going to go there. We're going to go here. It, the, when you see a protest that is just the people. You get a meandering protest that doesn't really know where they're wanting to go, and they go from here to there, and maybe they walk back, and then they go down the street over here, and let's go to the let's go to the the, the city square, and and they all have different signs, and then you ask people what is it all about, and you see signs for for you know save the whales and and in women's rights, and and it's not all the same thing, and then you get the Black Lives Matter here and there, and that is organized by the people, and that's usually one, the one the cops are squelching. That's the one the cops are all lining up on. But then when you have those other ones, like Michael said, those are the ones that the police disappear. Why is it that the police let them do that? They let them roam because the state sponsored, right, Mike? It is. It is state sponsored, and they they do they do ship them in on buses, and and they they have couches and buses, and they bring protesters in from all over the country yep. on these buses to a certain location. They feed them, they go and do what they need to do, and then they take them home. Yep. Now, this is not normal normal practice as in terms of, of a riot the, the 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 big difference is is when you look at the state-sponsored riots and, and disorders there is a quite a significant element of organization mm-hmm. now organization of military precision yes agreed and and that is not normal you know tom dick or harry on the street wanting to go to central london just just for a laugh you know it's it's people who are Experts in organising this mm-hmm. kind of thing, trained and, professionals, and it, trained professionals, and it is military precision that they 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 enforce and then they start to do. So you can always tell that the the, the the difference when you have an eye to spot these, and it, it's not as, as you would think. You know, I, I've been to riots, I've been to disorders. I bet you have in your, in your I, time as an officer, right? Many, yeah. many of them, yeah, and I've policed many of them from soccer matches to demonstrations to royal visits to military visits to, to all of these kind of things i've been involved in in these capacities and i know that there's a lot of organization that goes into policing these things but you can tell the difference between somebody who is unprofessional and somebody who does this for a living and, and is extremely uh, professional and regardless of their clothes their body language the way in which they act the way, the in which way they, they conduct move. themselves yep the way they move they cannot shake that body language, right? And you can tell a professional from an amateur. Yep. And all, and all, and and a lot of the things that I'm seeing now with this state-sponsored rioting and disorders, 
it is really professional. They are professional people, and that is not just a normal member of the public who's gone just to protest. Right, absolutely, and it's true. And if you look, take a time to pay attention to the crowds. You can see those people. Everyone else is kind of sitting around with this look like, well, this is fun, <laughs> right? And then you have those people mm. that seem to be very focused, right? Some of them are very angry because they're trying to get people who are worked up in the crowd. They did that all the way back as far as Jesus, if, if you believe Jesus lived or not. doesn't matter if you look at when the time when he was uh, captured and uh, you had Pontius Pilate wanting to free them because he didn't want to start a riot. He wanted to free Jesus, and he gave them a choice to free Jesus or Barabbas. Was it Barabbas or Barakas? Barabbas. Barabbas. Je- yeah. Jesus, Barabbas. Yeah, Bar- Jesus Barabbas or, 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 or Barabbas. And, they took, and, they, and the people in the crowd voted for Barabbas because they had people planted in different places in the crowd to go, no, not him, hang that guy, Jesus. And so they were over here, over here, over here, and over here. When you have people from all around you that starts harping on one thing, then people around them start. It's called mob rules. And then eventually everyone says it. So they all went, no, Barabbas, 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 Barabbas. Yeah, Barabbas. Next thing you know, yeah, free him. Forget about Jesus. What do you want to do with Jesus? Crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Cru- oh, yeah, crucify him. And that's what they do in the crowd because they understand that mob rules. So that's how they get you wound up is because they're screaming and yelling and, and, and getting you hyped up and reared up. And there's a guy over there and a guy over here and a guy over there. And you start going with him. And the next thing you know, everybody does it. Once they start that, those guys just walk away. They, they do uh, because they, they've, they've stirred the hornet's nest and then they just let things unfold. Yep. As let the rest unfold. of them do it and we're going to go downtown and start it all do. over. And we'll do it again. And, yep. and they are... That it, again, it is it is specific. It is a specific operation, and you can see that in play. Uh, so you know, and, and and that is really a, a an affliction of humanity that it allows itself to be led in that way. Now, when you when you look at and, and again tomorrow during the talk tomorrow, I talk about Barabbas and and, and all of these kind of things. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I won't go into too much detail now. But if you if you, I personally don't think, and I will say why tomorrow and I'll come up with the evidence why tomorrow I don't personally think that Jesus ever existed is a metaphor however right I agree I'm a minister I'm a minister and people say do you think Jesus really lived and I say it doesn't matter the message is what's important and they go you don't think Jesus lived no there's no real proof that he lived so go ahead sorry buddy go ahead so 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 tomorrow I'll sort of go into to detail about why I I don't believe and and various documented evidence to suggest that he, he didn't but when you look at the story you just gave about Barabbas and Christ and the mob rule, now bear in mind that this is over 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, humanity is behaving the exact same way now. So the conclusion that you can draw from that is the spirituality or the, the expansion of, of the mind of humanity generally hasn't changed in thousands of years. Correct. So Agreed. We just have technology. We, we need to change that. Yeah. Because... Agreed. Because... Mob rule has no place. Violence has no place. Agreed. Riot, rioting has no place. Agreed. Make a, make a stance. Say no. Look into things. Arm yourself with knowledge because that will defeat the powers that be. That was because the parable of the Garden of Eden, people. When you read the Garden mm-hmm. of Eden, you need to understand that it wasn't a bad thing. They tried to corrupt it and make it a bad thing. God kicked them out. Why would God, an all-loving, all-knowing God, get mad at, at Adam and Eve because they learned knowledge. 
See, that story wasn't written because it was God get, got mad at the at the people. That story was written because it was the state who'll get mad at you if you figure out what's going on and you actually get knowledge, and they'll they'll cast you out. That wasn't God. The the metaphor in there, they tried to use it. The church tried to corrupt the story and make it seem like you need to listen to the church because if you don't, the serpent is going to get you, going to convince you like the last temptation of Christ to bite the fruit and you'll get kicked out. Well, wait, the fruit gave them knowledge. Why would our creator want us to not have knowledge? Because it wasn't the creator and the devil wasn't the one who is called the God. Okay. Maybe the devil was, was the one who was called the God. <clears throat> and the one they called the devil, who was the serpent, was actually the knowledge giver. That would more than likely be the true God, I would think. So people would say, oh, you're a Satanist. No, you have it up. You have down is up and up is down. Okay, they've convinced you. The best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he didn't exist. Okay, they have you. And not that I think the devil existed either, because that was borrowed from a Chinese uh, uh, part of their religion. Okay, so there was no hell and there was no devil until somebody brought it up. The only time it was ever mentioned in the Bible was when Jesus, who we just said to you probably didn't exist, said when he was getting rid of the demons that was in the pig, out you devils. That was the first time anywhere in the Old Testament or the New Testament the word the devil came up. And there was no talk of Satan either. Or Lucifer, am I wrong in this? No, and, and again tomorrow I'll go, I'll, I'll go into these very points where devil really means wise means mm -hmm. wise man now when, mm -hmm. when you look at who created christianity it was the levites and levites means serpent they were they were the, the serpent priests they worshiped the serpent so you can tell that the stories have been manipulated yep and again you know i, I, I will do we're doing three hours of this tomorrow uh sort of straight out non-stop from beginning to end so i'll go I'll, i will go into into some depth as as to the the, the true translation of the true meanings of, of what these things are telling us but suffice to say you know i have my beliefs and i will put that forward tomorrow right. and in, in other mediums in order to do that and the only reason that i do do that is when you start looking at what the church calls demons when you start looking at what some people call archons when you when you start looking at even uh, even planetary rulers the, the less the less knowledge that people have the more energy that they have surplus for these energy vampires to take right absolutely so that is one of the reasons that is one of the reasons that the world is kept in a dumb state yes where all of these you know people have no idea of what's going on in the world because then they have lots of energy to be used by external forces right if we have a, if we have a population that is knowledgeable and wise this the world would be completely different absolutely because people would not tolerate what they are currently tolerating through ignorance or whatever now yeah most of it is that it's a lack of knowledge it is a lack of knowledge <laughs> and you know again i don't entirely blame the, the rulers for this because i i largely blame the population because for allowing themselves to be complacent. For allowing it. Now, the, the only reason that the, the, the rulers are allowed to, to, to do this is because the population is ignorant. Now, even Hitler said words to the effect of how fortunate for leaders that the people don't think. Right. Because well, you know, if to, they did, to that point, let me speak to that point really quickly. And, and I say this all the time. People always say, well, uh, 
you know, there's, there's not enough time in the day. I, I can't learn that. I don't know that. I don't know how to do that. <clears throat> and, and see, at one time in our lives, especially Michael and I at the age that we are, we didn't have computers. So for us, it was a little harder for us to gain knowledge because we would have to go to a library. There's this place. It's a building that you guys, some of you millennials have no idea this ever existed or that they still do. Just like a, you know, a pay phone booth. <laughs> <laughs> right what's that phone I remember booth. Them both, yeah. right so so but there was this no, place it was called phone. the library and they had all of the books that were pertinent almost not every book in the entire world but they had a very very huge vast amount of books that you could go there and learn about any subject you wanted to learn about you could learn how to work on cars you could learn how to uh, become a lawyer you could learn anything you wanted to learn and it was all in these libraries these buildings full of dusty books then we had this thing that was invented in the 90s in the early 90s that was called the internet and someone got the idea to take all of that information and put it on the internet so some of us who were already learning how to look things up in the library we know what the dewey decimal system means <laughs> right you remember the Dewey Decimal System? Did they have that over there in the UK? I remember a lot of things, including no cell phones, including right. having to walk to a nearby street and use a phone booth. Right. I remember all those days. I remember yeah. having no no radiation in the house, having coal fires. Right. I remember I, I come that's the year that I come from. So no yeah. computers, only no computers, free no channel, phones, free no channels on TV. Three channels on TV. Three all channels. Of, yep. You know, th th this is the era. So, some some woman said, I, I don't know who said, I can't remember who coined the phrase, but we are. He said that we are in danger of becoming the most informed society or the the most informed generation to die of ignorance. Right. That's true. So that was that was where I was going with that point. We you have if you have a smartphone, the entire world's knowledge is in that. And it's at my disposal. Okay? It doesn't matter what you want to learn. That one device that you take with you everywhere tells you how to do that. And it has, and it doesn't just have one person telling you how to do it. There's like a million people on every subject telling you how to do it. Okay? So it, I don't care what you want to know how to do. It's in your phone. Or your phone can access it if you have a smartphone. And if you don't, you have a computer, you can access the entire vast knowledge of the universe, everything we know as humans is in there and a bunch of stuff that we don't even remember we know. Okay, so when people say, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, you don't know how to do that. Do you know how to do, can your fingers work like this? Mm. Yeah, can you spell Google? Right, can you, can you spell search engine? Ask Jeeves, right? Yahoo search. What do you mean? Well, if you go there and you punch in that word that you're looking at that you don't know, it's going to tell you the definition of the word, the origin of the word, and then you're going to have a little bit better knowledge, and then you can look that word up and find out how to do it. So he's, Michael's right. Everybody's so lazy that they can't even – this is the, my biggest pet peeve. When I'm talking and somebody says, you got a link to that? I'm like, really? I just told you the words that you can freaking type in yourself, and you want me to send you a link so you only have to push one button? <laughs> that right there tells how lazy people are, right, Michael? Yes, and to, today I, I wanted to look into something, and in between doing other things and 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 whatever, it took me three minutes to find the answer to something that I was looking for. Three minutes, 
Now, that is not... For, for, for me, I, I want to know. And three minutes is... It could have taken three hours. I, I would have spent that time and, until right. I found the answer. Now, that is nothing to do... Now, regardless of what I'm doing at that particular time, regardless of what occupation I was in, if I wanted to know something, I've sat down for four, well, probably five or six hours and read a complete science physics report because I was looking for one one word, and I found that one word. But it right. took five or six hours of my evening to find that one word. Now, you have to have a certain amount of dedication. Mm-hmm. If you don't have that dedication, you can obviously listen to people who do have that dedication and listen to what they say and then go and look into it yourself. And, you know, people can do that themselves. If I can do it, then I have no special sacred powers over anybody else. Right. If I can do it, if I can find information out, then so can they. So it's there for you to learn. What it is, and what I'm saying is, when when your government turns around and says, you must have this, or you must do that, or you must have a vaccine, and this, that, and the other, then you don't do anything until you've looked into it. Now, having looked into it, you're satisfied, then comply. Me, personally, I am not satisfied, so I won't comply. But all right. I say to people is look into it, do your research, have knowledge, because knowledge truly is your power. And that's no joke. You know. Knowledge is the key to the universe. Okay, so that's why I always bring up that Adam and Eve thing, because that's not a bad thing to, to bite that fruit. It's not a bad thing to take the green pill. That's a good thing to do. Okay, they showed that in the Matrix. Yeah. Red pill or green pill? You take the green pill, green means go, red means stop. You take the good pill the green pill, and then you go down that rabbit hole. Do you become an outlaw, maybe, from doing that? Sometimes, yeah, right? Well, you, well, you do, and the, the thing is, the establishment, the hierarchy, the leaders, whatever you wish to call them, blatantly lie to the people. They always have. They yep. continue to do so. It's they the only lie. thing you can count on them to actually do consistently. You, you definitely can. Yeah. Now, when you, when you start looking at the, the same people who are writing the scripts, these leaders are the same people who are writing the scripts for the media, the world's media. Absolutely. Now, when you look when you look at a newspaper, the only thing that is true in that newspaper is the date. Is the date? Yeah. Everything <laughs> else is a script. It's a script. Absolutely. Now, now we have now our press, our tabloid press in 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 the UK is situated in London, as most things are, but it is situated in a place called Fleet Street. Now. When you look into the, the, the meaning of the word fleet, mm-hmm. you begin to understand why. Because fleet, as in a fleet of ships, means that it's under the same control. Yep. Under the banner of. In, exactly. Yep. So that's why it is in Fleet Street, because it is controlled by the same people. It is like an armada. It is, it, it's, it's all of these things. So sometimes even a word mm-hmm. can sort of reveal. Well, and, and the funny thing is, and, I, and I've talked about this, you've talked about this, Many shows we've done with many different people have talked about this. They're blatantly in your face, like he just said. They're not lying. They're not hiding the fact. They call it Fleet Street, but it's esoteric. You don't understand it. You don't see it. They do, but they know that you don't understand the meaning of that and the ramifications of the meaning of that word. They do that all the time here in America, too. They're blatantly, openly in front of your face, and you don't see it because you're asleep you're not paying attention because you've become complacent and you just want stuff because that's what they told you you're supposed to want 
money, power, and stuff. Okay, I need to have the newest toy. I need to have the newest this. doesn't matter if I go into debt. That's what I'm supposed to be. My slave chain is my debt. The chain around your leg with the ball dragging behind you is how far in debt you are. Of course, and, and when you start looking at the, the monetary system and the donation of Constantine, which gave basically the Church of Rome authority over everything, yep. when you start looking at the origin of, of how the world is run by commerce law, maritime law, uh, canon law, ecclesiastical law, it's all, all the same thing. Yep. But the Vatican Church runs commerce law, maritime law, yep. and that is really the, the law of business, the law of commerce. And when you start looking into birth certificates and when you start looking into yeah. the the cesspapy trust which again i'll go into tomorrow mm -hmm. from from the very time that you are born now if you look at birth the word birth what i've done is with the word birth it just changed the the letters around a little bit which comes berith birth becomes berith berith means a covenant means a contract so from the very time that you are born your birth you are contracted to the Church of Rome, who basically own your soul. They own all property, all land, and your soul of this world. So when you are born, you are an asset to the Vatican Church of Rome. And tomorrow, during the talk, I will basically detail the whole of these, the, the Triple Crown, the, the Free Trusts. And you can see this when you go into everything is really a maritime law terminology you know when when we uh, when we meet someone we enter a relationship when we go to when we go into business with someone it is a partnership when we learn a trade we it is an apprenticeship everything is maritime law terminology when you yeah. go to court what do you do you step into the dock which is a maritime law concept now in England, I don't know what they call it in America, but, but if, if we get summoned to attend court, uh, which is Lex Forum, uh, basically the courtyard of Roman justice, but when we go into the court, into the dock, if we fail to attend that court, the court issues what is called a bench warrant. Yep, same thing here. Now, now when you same look into the word, exactly, word, when, word. You, what, when you look into the word bench, the word bench, derives from the word banco the word banco gives you the word bank so it's not a bench warrant it's a bank warrant so basically you are within the remit of maritime law of the church of rome mm -hmm. because you're an asset and the bank is yes. you you owe you owe from the time you're born you owe them indentured servitude to, for them allowing you to be alive so yes. what a bench warrant is it's a warrant against the money that you owe them that you didn't show up when you were supposed to, now you owe yeah. them even more money as a penalty for not showing up. And they come get but, you and bring but you there's there. two, But there's two of you. Right. And that is what people do not read. It's called The Straw Man. Mm -hmm. Now, I did a documentary. It's called Straw Man, The Nature of the Cage, which is on YouTube. And basically goes into detail about how there's actually two of you. So there's the, 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 the common law, uh, flesh and blood, you. And there's the birth certificate which is why when when you get a letter or something from an official an official done your your name is in capital letters because mm -hmm. it's referring to the fictional you yep. now when when the physical you the real you signs you are taking responsibility for the fictional you 
Now, in, in, in the UK, people are now attending court on behalf of the person who's summonsed, put their birth certificate in the dock on their behalf and say, the legal fiction has now attended this trial. And right. they, they've aborted, they've aborted the trial. But they have attended their legal fiction, their birth certificate has attended the court. The only thing that's missing is the flesh and blood aspect of that. Right. That is now not accepting responsibility for their legal fiction. And right. as a result of that, they've they basically abandoned, aborted the trial. Wow. I wonder if anybody because, could get away with that in this country. Well, somebody at some point will try because it's worked in this country and it's worked well because they don't know what to do. Now, when, yeah, when you are, what do we do in this know, case? Now, now when, when, a, when a, a boat comes into the dock, a ship comes into the dock, and it's a, a ship of commerce, Well, see, and there's the other thing, too. Then you get back to the word birth, right? Because yes, exactly. the ship is birthed where? And the human is, is birthed where? See? Yeah, yeah, out of the waters. So when you have the ship coming into the dock in the waters, basically the birth waters, Mm -hmm. And birth, B-E-R-T-H, it has to submit what is known as a certificate of manifest. So in other words, it has to account for the stock and trade that it has on that ship. Mm -hmm. Now, that is your birth certificate. Right. Now, in, in the United States, if you look at your birth certificate in the United States, it's different in the UK. In the United States, on your birth certificate, you'll find a sequence of red numbers. Those red numbers basically correlate to you on the New York Stock Exchange. You are an asset to the Church of Rome. Right. Now when, when you realize that from the second of your birth, your birth, your contract, you are contracted to the Church of Rome. You own no land. You have no rights as a human being. You can basically be lost at sea and be declared null and void at any time they choose, mm -hmm. which is the ecclesiastical law of the sea. Yep. And they have all of these, these things that are law. When somebody gets their child baptized, you are basically signing their soul over to the Church of Rome. Now, the, now, how this is allowed to come about is that he was never challenged. When, right. the, when the Church of Rome, the Vatican Church, turned around and said, okay, we'll have this Sestivy Trust, and the Pope will wear a triple crown to, to signify the free trusts of the Roman Church. Right. He was never challenged. Now, the point being that when people do not challenge, that is taken as consent. Yes. It is taken by them as consent. It's okay. We've told you, but you didn't challenge. So right, therefore, absolutely. you, yeah, you, you were there. To it. You heard us, right? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You knew what was happening because we've told you. We told you, you know. See, this, this now, what, what that means is, people, is that they know, they know that they can hold you accountable for your actions as an, an adult. As an adult, you're supposed to be aware of what's going on and aware of your rights. And they tell you that without telling you that. Well, you were there. You had the opportunity to, to say no. Well, I didn't know that. That's not my fault. You're an adult. You should know these things. Do you see? That's how they get around it. And that's how they do it. It's not it, it, Complacency is your biggest mistake because if you don't say no, then that means... Like Michael said, you agree. So if somebody says to you, you're a slave, and you don't say, or you were born, like which they're trying to gaslight the world into, you were born as a slave, and you believe it, and you don't say, no, I'm not a slave. That's what he's saying here. So that when you're born, they automatically make you a slave. 
at some point in your life, you're supposed to learn that and say, wait a minute, I'm not your slave. And if you never do that, then you're a slave because you're agreeing to it. That's what he just said, and that's the truth, right? It is, and by not saying no, so then no, no, yes. I'm, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, right. I'm saying yeah. that yeah. I have, I have come to the conclusion that I'm not a slave, and I refuse to act mm-hmm. like one. And so is Michael, and many other millions of people like us. But if you don't learn it out there in the world, then you're complacent, and that means that you're agreeing with what they're selling to you. That they tell you. I mean, and then certainly the thing again with with this with this COVID nineteen is. The, the the government and, and uh, officialdom are, are actually telling you they are telling you that they are deceiving you they are telling you a b and c now they no, they are no longer hiding the fact that they are lying right and people are, are still not seeing it right and that's the how, how it, it, it is unfortunate now all the things that are going on make no sense now when something doesn't make sense there's usually a reason that it doesn't make sense. Now, when someone's, and again, from from a past career, when speaking to witnesses, speaking to victims, speaking to offenders, perpetrators, you you get a sense when somebody's telling you the truth because it makes sense. Now, when somebody says this what this is what happened, you know, somebody somebody threw a brick from outside and smashed my window, and you see that all the all the the shattered glass is actually on the outside, then that doesn't make sense. Right, because if somebody threw a brick from the outside in, the majority of the shattered glass is on the inside. Right. And if all the shattered glass is on the outside, you know that that person is not telling you the truth. It doesn't make sense. There's a reason that it doesn't make sense is because it's false. Right. If somebody on the other hand is telling you the truth, then it's quite obvious because it makes perfect sense. You can you can picture it in your mind. That's exactly how how things would happen. Now. When you look at how politicians and, and the media and, and people have been behaving, they are no longer that they are lying to you, but they are telling you that they are lying to you, and they're putting different spin on on the lies. But they are telling you that they're miscounting the figures. They are telling you that they are double counting the death rate. They are telling you that even though somebody has died of something else, they're going to attach it to COVID nineteen as a cause of death. They are telling you they're not lying anymore. They are telling you. And people yep. are still not getting it. Yeah. And when you look at how people have, how, how these people have behaved in the past and how they're behaving now, it's the, it's what it's what is known in legal definitions as a modus operandi. Yep. Which basically means a method. Yep. And yeah, the you same guys in people, America would recognize that as mo. What's the mo? Um, that yeah, means modus MO, operandi. Yeah, MO, modus operandi. Yeah. And, and and mo basically, if I go to a crime scene, and and perpetrators gone into a house and and done certain things. And then tomorrow I'll go to another crime scene and the perpetrators got in the exact same way, done the same things in the house. The day after I go to another one, the exact same MO, the chances are it's the same person who has right. perpetrated those three offences, those three crimes. That is an MO, that is a modus operandi. Now these people have an MO, they have a modus operandi and they, they behave the same way as, the, as, as their predecessors behaved hundreds and thousands of years ago to the present day. See, and, he, and here's a perfect example of that. Let me, I said this uh, before on my shows. Here's a perfect example. In the United States, they're impeaching Donald Trump. Well, they tried last year. They did it for three and a half years. What did they impeach him for? Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Okay? Over in the U.K., they went after a, a vote of no confidence against the prime minister there for what? Abuse of power 
an obstruction of the of what, what do you call the House of Commons, right? Is that what it is? Pa- okay. Parliament, yeah. the, the Parliament. Then you have Benjamin Netanyahu over in Israel, and they're on the second attempt to impeach him. And the reason for it is abuse of power and obstruction of the government. That's the mo of the people that are trying to do that. They haven't changed. It's all the same people that are going after all three personages. Now, who would that be? Who has the power above the governments to be working within those three governments to get rid of the leadership of those three governments the exact same way? It has to be a centralized, like you said earlier, pyramid. Someone is at the top, and they didn't even change the the way that they're trying to chop the head off. They're using the same modus operandi to go after three different figureheads worldwide. That should tell you something. Well, it does, and again, when you look at the MO for these terrorist attacks that have, that have been happening where on each of the occasions, you know, 9-11, uh, Larry Silverstone, etc., Building 7 was told not to go into work, 23LO, right. which is 9-11. They were doing basically a simulation of a terrorist attack where planes were crashing into buildings. Right. That happened. When you have London 7-7, the exact same thing, the, the, the police and whatever were on that day were doing a, a, a scenario of a terrorist attack on tube trains, the London Underground, and was this bombs going off? And the exact same thing happened. Then when mm-hmm. you start looking at all of these different atrocities, you will see that the same MO is being enacted every single time. Yep. Well, and here, now, here's the other example just... here in America. We've had the military of the United States under Barack Obama going around to different cities, and they were practicing in case they needed to come in and take over cities. Why would they do that unless, oh, now come forward in time, Antifa's taking over city blocks. So the government was practicing what they did in case someone did that, and now people are doing it. That's weird. Do you think they were getting practice because they knew they were going to have that happen? They know it's coming long before it happens. Yep. We even uh, had the police yeah. department in my hometown. My sister called me and somebody, because we still have people, friends that live there, and um, or maybe it was a, a friend of mine. It might have been my ex-wife. I'm not sure who. But they said that the police department in that city, there's a where the main hospital is in that city. There's a park right across the street. They were across the street and they were doing just that. And when people questioned them, they said, "Oh no, we're working with the hospital and we're getting ready in case there's some sort of a disaster." And people who were a little bit more awake, anti-military or or ex-military were looking at what they were doing and saying, no, no, <laughs> they're not doing anything that has to do with the hospital. This is a mock invasion of a city. And then all of a sudden we start having riots and the police department, who was just um, militarized, which they all did, every place around the United States where the Democrats are in charge, they militarized all of their police departments, not the city ones so much, but <clears throat> the state troopers, Right. They did. So we have our National Guard, who is militarized. Then they militarized what, what they call over here the CHP, which is the California Highway Patrol. That's the state troopers. They, now those guys have full military outfits, full military combat ready, everything, including tanks. Why would they need that? Why would they need that? But they <clears throat> did that. Every state and every city in this country where Democrats are in charge, they're militarized. <clears throat> but the ones where the Republicans are, they're not. They're just citizens policing. They didn't militarize their police, but everyone else in the Democratic Party was getting ready in the last five years for what? Oh, wow. Now we have riots. 
and an uprising and the supposed gaslight, gaslight race war. People in, in this country are not racist. They're not. The only people in this country that are racist are the ones that are claiming that everyone's racist. That's it. No, it is. It is and it's the same here. And, you know, the, the, the people who are in charge of these organizations to combat racism yep. are the most racist of individuals you would ever meet. Yeah, that's unfortunate that those people are supposed to be anti-racist. Like here we have the, we have the NAACP and the ACLU. They're supposed to be for people's civil liberties. They're not. They're racist, and all they are is trying to stir up race wars. They exactly. are the, you know, what that most of those people probably were handpicked from those groups to be Antifa. Yeah, because it then justifies their position. Because their position becomes nullified if there isn't race wars, <clears throat> if right. there isn't this, this disorder between the races. And, again, well, it know, comes down to... They tried... They tried, and this is a lot of people don't notice this, and it goes uh, passes people. They tried to get the African American people to buy into being a Muslim. That started in the '60s. They tried to get them lumped in so that they would join those terrorist groups. Okay, and that didn't work. So then, what did they do? They said, "Well, now we have to do something else." They're not stupid enough to join. Some of them did, but the majority wouldn't become terrorists like those guys and blow themselves up. So because of that, they created Black Lives Matter. And then they, the Black Lives Matter, they tried to make them basically the new uh, Black Panthers. They're racists, and they're trying to convince everybody that everyone's racist against them. And they've done that ever since. And then they teach their children that, that everybody's racist, the systemic. They didn't even know what that word meant until someone said the word, right? And they still don't. You look, I look at people and I go, what does that word systemic mean to you? It's a word you heard a talking point on television, isn't it? I know what the word means. Okay, and there is no systemic racism in America, none whatsoever. Is there racism in America? Absolutely. And the most people that are, is there racism in, in just the white race? No. Every single race has racist people. That's just the way it works. There's going to always be racism as long as people are different. That's the way it works. Okay. America's not the last people on the planet to abolish slavery. Italy was the last people to abolish slavery in 1969. You might want to be mad at them, not America. Okay, but see, America is where the problem is. That's where their power base is, and so this country, they have to destroy this country and the UK. That's why the English left the the, the uh, European Union. They were being destroyed by the European Union and dismantled the same way America was being destroyed and dismantled. What? Why? Because the UK and the United States are the two freest, largest economies in the world when they're booming. And we happen to work together as people, which makes us even more uh, worth money, more valuable. That's why they targeted those two powers, because the English have been the power on this planet longer than anyone else and America in the modern age. And America and England have been friends and working together in the modern age. So these people behind the scenes were making money off of that, but now they can't have a global government with these two kingdoms still intact. Exactly. Okay, and that's why they've targeted that. And now that Australia's kind of moved up and Germany has become more free, they're targeting them now. Okay, but primarily the United, United Kingdom and the United States. Why? Because those are two kingdoms that are united from many smaller states. The United States is a bunch of free and sovereign nations under one banner. The United Kingdom is a bunch of free and sovereign nations under one banner. They all united together. Okay, you, they can't have that. They have to have separatism can't have nationalism has to be separatists so 
they're attacking both of us. So when the United States hired Donald Trump to drain the swamp, the English said, good going, we're out of the, of the European Union. Because now we can trade with America again. We don't need you guys. And that's what this whole thing is about. All of that was stemmed from the power of tr- the transfer of power. They had control of the UK. They had control of America with the Bushes and then the Obamas and the Clintons before that. And they had, you know, all the way back to uh, what's his name, who was who went to school with uh, um, they went to school with George Bush Jr., Tony Blair. They were both skull and bones together in college. They were cabal already being weaned to be the heads of their countries. And they were at the exact same time. That was not a coincidence. Okay. Oh, I just lost Michael connection. <laughs> we'll hang on and see if he comes back. If he doesn't come back, then we'll just have to call it a day. Uh, let's see what happens here. We'll see if I can get him back. He just, he just went down, guys. So let me see if we can redial him here and see if we can get him to come back. All right, we'll see. It's it's connecting, so we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh, it looks like he's calling me now. Okay, let's see if we can get him back up here it's connecting and there I am is are you there there he is okay did it go down again went down right after he came on didn't it sure did okay hold on let me close this let me open this and answer that <laughs> hang with this guys I'm trying to get him in here let's see what's going on it might be Facebook trying to because what we're talking about um, it might be those guys you know, it might um, be same. As soon as we start talking <clears throat> like this, we start getting shadow banned. It might be we Facebook, we right? Did. You went all pixelated and I lost you again, so it uh, just does us call back. Right. Okay. Hold on. Let me now. I think I'm going to have to uh, recapture the window. So give me a second here to get us both back onto the operating system. <clears throat> all right, guys, hang with us. So. Yeah, you know, as soon as we start talking about something crazy, next thing you know, uh, you know, the, the, we get we start getting shadow banned here in the background. So, well, that's okay though. We should probably call it a, a day here anyway, so we can get it into tomorrow and not get too much of this because we're going to be talking to, or he's going to be talking about some of this, and so will I. Some of this uh, yeah. tomorrow <clears throat> when we're doing our different our respective shows, and so um, tune in tomorrow, guys. It's going to start at seven a.m. USA time. And I don't know who's speaking first. Are you speaking first or so? I don't know who's speaking first. No, you are. So you're, yeah. Okay. So it's going to be 7 a.m. USA time, West Coast uh, time in, in the Northern Hemisphere. And it's going to be on Watchers Talk. And, it, and you can find the link. I'll have the link. In fact, the link is on my Orion Rising page, my personal page. Uh, it'll be on this description when you guys see this later on today when I air it, uh, of when it's going to be. So you can click on that. It's on YouTube. It's going to be an all-day event, so take a look at the banners that we have up that shows who's speaking. You can decide who you want to watch, and if you don't want to watch us live, you can always watch us after the show. You can go back and watch us at any time you want to watch us because he's going to have it up there on his channel. And that way you can watch, you know, if you just want to watch Michael, you can just watch Michael. If you just want to watch me, you can just watch me. There's other guys. Steve Erdman's going to be there. Clarence Mitchell's going to be there. Neil Gore from, uh, from uh, Portal to Ascension is going to be there. 
So take a look at it. It's a long day. Oh, the, the Strong, Stephen and Evan Strong, they're going to they're gonna end the night. Uh, Aaron Fowler is going to be opening the – no, Aaron Fowler is the opening. He's doing the ceremony, and then I think you speak right after that. <clears throat> yes, um, uh, yeah. So that's going to be a lot of fun, guys. And then next week, on, this, on next Friday, tune back in over here to Orion Rising, which will also uh, – I'm hoping to go live on Orion Rising and stay live, uh, not have to record because – uh, it, we'll see how long we get to stay live before we get shadow banned, okay? Uh, it depends on what we talk about, but if we do go down, we'll go back up as soon as we can, okay? Um, so we'll see what happens there. So it's tune in, and that will be starting probably, um, did we say noon my time? Is that what we agreed on? We didn't agree on that yet. Yeah. I'm kind of t- getting him on air when I should have talked to him off air about that, but I believe we're going to start at noon America time, uh, West Coast time again, and it'll be live, and Michael will be the first uh, person to speak, and I'll be in the mix somewhere uh, talking, and uh, I mean, like I might be interviewing, I think I'm going to be interviewing the Syracuses. I got a lineup from uh, the, um, ghost, what is it, the um, Horsefly Chronicles over in New York. They have the most haunted house in America, and they live in the house, and they have a podcast that they that they talk from their basement. I think it's their basement. And at least that's where I've talked to them before when I've had them on the show. And 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 uh, Julia is also part of a paranormal group where they go around and hunt that stuff. And they have people come to their house, paranormal groups, and film there all the time. So I'm going to have them on. Uh, and let's see who else. Uh, I'm going to have uh, you, me, and let me think, um, Omar, who's going to be who watchers talk. He, he's going to do a, a, a three hours on his uh, Luciferian. I think it's his Luciferian, his Satanism. In the rich and the elite, I believe is what he's he's doing. Uh, so he's going to be on. Who else do I have in the lineup? I don't remember right now. And possibly Neil Gore uh, as well uh, in the lineup. And I can't think of who else is going to be in the lineup. And I apologize to anybody that I forgot. Okay, it doesn't mean that you're not important. It just means I don't have my paperwork in front of me right now. Let me see if this has a list. Oh, wait, here it goes. Okay, so I'm going to have... Um, Oh, I'm going to have Stephen Myers. I forgot about that. Stephen Myers is the other person. So Omar, Stephen Myers, he's going to come on and talk about his, uh, his uh, we're probably going to interview him uh, about his uh, pyramid pump and talking about the pyramids and his theory on how that they were created. And then um, uh, Michael, of course, is going to be here. And then the Syracuses from New York with the Horsefly Chronicles. And then possibly Neil Gore from Portal to Ascension. And then I'll probably do a slot somewhere in there, depending on how long those, all the rest of the guys run. I'll either be on talking about prepping again or I won't. Just depends on, on how long the show goes. Um, all right, guys. Uh, anything you want, you want to say in closing before we get out of here, Michael? Or what do you want to do? Do you want to talk about, oh, give them where they can find you. We didn't even do that. Tell them about your books and where they can find everybody and you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, probably the website, which is www.michael-feely.com. And Feely is F-W-L-E-Y. Everything is on there. Uh, all I would say in closing is... If you can watch the uh, the, the live day tomorrow, uh, there's going to be a lot of information, a lot of information there. And another thing that I would say in closing is question everything, look into things, don't believe what anyone is telling you, look into it for yourself, and then make the best judgment for you. But make that judgment based on a place of knowledge rather than a place of just accepting and buying whatever you're sold. Right. I always say, usually at the end of my shows, I say, don't believe anything I've just said to you. Go and look it all up for yourself because what's going to happen is, oh, and I challenge people, find somewhere where I was wrong in what I said. Because if you can, I'll put you on the air and you can tell the world where you got Leo, that you, he was wrong in this idea or mm-hmm. what he said. And in four years, 
that I've been doing uh, broadcasting, I have yet to have somebody take me up on that because when they do go down that rabbit hole, they end up going, dude, (laughs) dude, that is some crazy stuff, right? Because you end up agreeing with me and Michael because that's what happens. Once you start opening your eyes, you break that conditioning. And once you start to look around and see things for yourself, that's the same as eating the fruit in the Garden of Eden. You now gain the knowledge and everything that is esoteric becomes clear to you. Okay, guys, I love every single one of you who watch this show and follow this podcast around the world. And I want you guys to do just that. Listen to what's going on. See what's going on. Learn something. Read. Read, read, read. That's the key to the universe, knowledge. All right, guys, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Hopefully you'll tune in and you'll be there watching us in the audience talking. And uh, if not, tune back in next Friday because that's the three-year anniversary, three-year anniversary of uh, Orion Rising. And we'll be doing uh, another uh, long-distance webinar. We'll be doing uh, some good stuff. And then we'll be back to normal broadcasting. I'll have the Law of One the, the week after that. I might even do a Law of One and pop it up on a Monday or Wednesday just to keep you guys interested. But we'll be back to Fridays with a law of one and um, I have some other stuff that I'll be doing as well. So for those of you who are watching my other uh, channel, um, I'll be putting, putting some more information out and doing some more stuff there. So you guys hopefully will uh, like that. So, all right guys, uh, great show. Michael is always, thank you, my friend. We have to do this at least once a month because there's a lot of stuff we can talk about, right? <laughs> we, we never even scratched the surface. Even this show we're here, we're an hour and 40 minutes in and we really didn't, we just kind of went like this on the top of the iceberg and started yeah. itching it. You know, but one of these days, right, we just keep after it and eventually we'll we'll chop that tree down one by one. I hate to say that because it sounds like we're destroying the planet by doing that. But we'll we'll chip away at the the uh, the cabal and we'll get people to start seeing them for who they are. Right. That, that's the intention. <clears throat> that's the intention. All right, my friend. Thank you, as always, for those of you who are out there in the world. Namaste. Peace. Have a great day and a great weekend. And tune in tomorrow, Saturday, America time. 7 a.m. to 7 p or to 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I think he even goes as far as to 10 o'clock at night. Omar's going crazy with a marathon on the fifth anniversary of Watchers Talk, man. All right, guys. Thank you. Peace.